Welcome to your magic mind. When we are adult, we face the results of our programming in the past, which either brought us success or failure. Our subconscious stands in the way of our conscious. But there's good news. We can change our mind, and so our mindset. We have to undertake actions though and override our thoughts that are not supporting us. As per December 2019, our world has changed due to COVID and our minds have been impacted more than ever. Next to COVID, millions of people are suffering from mental exhaustion. They are fighting to survive. Due to experience as a mental survivor, surviving divorce, parental alienation, cancer, double, personal bankruptcy, having someone else let me survive on 50 euros a week, burnout and being unemployed, I definitely have shown the strength and the capability how to survive during severe mental stress and even get, getting out of it better. On this podcast, I will show you how, with or without guests, to build a powerful personal mindset. Your part is to listen, learn and take action and discover what magic is hidden your mind. Good evening, all listeners of the Magic Mindset podcast. Uh, again, we are have a great guest uh, here in my, on my podcast, and he needs not a, a lot of introduction. My guest this day is. Uh, Michael Lozier, and he's more known about from the secrets, as a lot of people know, but also of the law of attraction. And he is, uh, I think he had written out two other books, Law of Connection. And the last book he would have written is the Your Life Purpose. So I'm very honored, Michael, to have you as a guest here. So, uh, welcome here. Well, hello there. Friends of Magic Mindset, you're in for a nice treat tonight. I think we're going to learn some fun things. Great, great. So, Michael, uh, what my start question is officially because the law of attraction, for a lot of people, that's is, that's a secret. But is it correct? Uh, like people see it's, it's like magic, but I think when I see this, it's the magic is within you see yourself. How can you relate to that? Right. Well, first, you know, I wrote my book in 2003, and there was only two books with the word law of attraction. I have a book from 1906, 1917, that referenced law of attraction. So it's not new. The the marketing genius called The Secret brought this information to the forefront by calling it a secret, which made people more curious because Everybody kept it a secret when they were when law of attraction was attracting positive things to them. They didn't tell anybody because nobody would believe them. So I'm not. I'm going to keep this as a secret. So uh, hats off to the marketing team at the secret because they did a good job making it a secret. Now the challenge, like my book came out three years before the the secret. When the secret came out, it was very inspirational but it was missing some how-to tools. Didn't really accept what to do and how to do this, do this first and do this second. Of course, my book had come out three years before that that answered all those. You know, my book is how-to, how to apply, how to use law of attraction. Uh, So my book was already out for three years. I was asked to be in the secret and I declined that offer. 
Uh, and then when The Secret came out, uh, my book went crazy. I mean, my book's in 37 languages because of The Secret. You know, The Secret was becoming famous in every country, and then people were stimulated, but they weren't educated. I mean, it was a very empowering book. People get so pumped up, but it's like, well, what do I do? So um, so as The Secret was being released in different countries, 37 to be exact, uh, my book would become get on the chart. So I traveled the world for maybe three times, uh, teaching law of attraction in 17 countries. I've certified 470 trainers in 17 countries. So there's people all over the world teaching law of attraction seminars through my model and my workbooks and my worksheets and so on. So I've had a lot. It's 20 years old. That book is 20 years old. Can you believe that? That makes me older too, but it's 20 years old. Yes, but I think that's never, uh, when you call about age, huh? somebody you can start at any moment i think you don't have to that's right you have to find it anyway and uh but uh, why is it then that so many people still are struggling when you, you look around and so many people are still struggling do they are they doing something wrong or they are they not teachable or what what do you think what's happening you mean struggling with their life or with the subject both okay well you know what? Law of attraction is energy, and I can't prove it to anybody. I'm not in the business of proving it. I'm in the business of teaching people how to be deliberate about their vibe. Now, we might not always use the word vibe, but a vibe is just a mood or a feeling. You know, it's common in English. Somebody would say, oh, wow, I like the vibe here, or this city's got a good vibe. You would use that word, right, to describe the vibe. Yes. Or... She's giving off a negative vibe. Ooh, it's like, well, I don't like his vibe. So we're used to using the word vibe to describe a mood or a feeling. That's all. But the word vibe actually comes from the longer word vibration. Now, I use the word vibration every day because I'm in the business. But most people don't use the word vibration, but they use the shorter word vibe. And I think everybody can listening at one time could say, yes, I've used the word vibe. When you use the word vibe, you were describing a mood or a feeling. You weren't describing a smell or a look. It was like, oh, I don't like the vibe in here. That was, you didn't like the feeling in there. And there's only two kinds of vibes. There's positive vibes and negative vibes. And right now, you have one, all of us. Right now, we are on one side of that scale. Now, we don't, we could be a little agitated or really super ticked off. In other words, that negative scale can grow, or I could be content or super excited, but they're still on the positive side. So right now, if we had a meter, like a vibrational meter reader, if we wanted to measure our vibration, we would give us a number where it was. And we do have a vibrational meter reader. It's our feelings. Our feelings are, are, are the meter. If you're feeling angry and ticked off and guilt and shame and blame and hatred and embarrassment, when you're having those feelings, that's on the negative side. When you're angry, you don't tell yourself to send the vibration of anger. It's like, oh, my, you're angry. I should send the vibe that goes with it. No. <laughs> when you're angry, you have that vibe. 
And what about if you're feeling exciting and blessed and successful and abundant and happy and, you know, business is going good? What if, what if you're having those positive feelings? Well, guess what? Then you're sending a positive vibe. And here's why everybody needs to understand. Right now you have a vibe. And if you could have put it on your app and scan yourself and say, what's my vibe? It would sound like this. There's only two signs. In other words, that's a negative vibe. And if it was a positive vibe, it would be ding, 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 ding. If you had an app on your phone to measure your vibe, that's what it would say. But there is no app for your phone. But all of you have one within you. All of you have a vibrational meter reader that's measuring your vibrations. And when you're having a negative feeling, you're sending a negative vibe. You're not doing it on purpose. And when you're having a positive vibe, reason, everything I said prior, this is why you need to know that. Law of attraction is eavesdropping on your vibration and matching it whether negative or positive. This universal energy around you, which I can't prove to anybody. I'm not here to prove it. I'm here to help you apply it. Law of attraction is energy. So if I'm ticked off and angry and disappointed and complaining about customers and clients, if I'm doing that, I'm sending that vibe. And law of attraction is eavesdropping on that vibe and it's checking its job description. Law of attraction says, well, now that I see the vibration, what do I do with it? Here's the two-word job description for law of attraction. Match vibrations. Oh, here's a negative vibration. What do I do with it? Let me check the manual. Oh, match it. Here's a positive vibration. What do I do? You see, that's why it's called the law. The law is match vibrations. And law of attraction isn't smart. It's obedient. It doesn't know that that's whether you want that or don't want that or whether it's good or bad for you or whether it doesn't know any of those things. So when you're complaining about losing a customer or client or somebody canceled an appointment and you're complaining about it over and over and you're telling everybody and then it happens again and then say, what's going on? It's the third cancellation today. And if Law of Attraction had a voice said, I've been eavesdropping on your vibration all day. And the vibration that I'm finding from you is the vibration of having a canceled client. And I'm not very smart but I am very obedient and I've unfolded, orchestrated whenever it need to happen to bring you more of what you gave your attention to because I'm not very smart, but I am very obedient. Okay. So the, when you, you give him the instruction to buy, it, it doesn't think it just reacts. That's right. It's not smart. It, it, that's why it's, it's a robot. Imagine a conveyor belt, you know, in a factory, there's something, Oh, here's a vibration. What do I do with it? Match it. Here's a vibration. That's all. There's no brain required. Just match it. So when you're complaining about something, that's why you get more. And when you're all excited because you've got a new customer or a new client or you want a prize and you get all excited, you tell somebody, you tell them again, you think about it again, it happens again. You say, am I ever on a roll? It's the third time I got a prize this week. I'm so on a roll. And I would say you're, you're on a roll. All right. It's called a vibrational role. And that role is true when you lose one client after another, or someone gets ticked off you after another and after another. You say, what is going on? It's the third time today. It's the fourth time today. So our friends that are listening, if you're curious and you're thinking, well, what's my vibe? I wonder if he can tell. 
Can you tell me what the vibe is that I'm sending about money? Oh, I can tell you. Open your wallet. It's a perfect match. You want to know the vibe you're sending about money? Open your bank account. Do you want to know the vibe that you're sending about getting customers and clients? How's your customer and client file folders? Is there anybody new? Are you wondering what the vibe is that you're setting about getting a do- an ideal job interview? How's that working for you? Everything that you're receiving is matching the vibe that you're sending about it. I didn't create the rule. I'm just teaching it. Mm-hmm. And how do you, for instance, when you're in a, in a bad uh, vibe, right? when, you're, when you're negative, you're down, you're depressed, like the, how do you, turn that around into the positive vibe, right? If you don't believe it yet, there yeah. are there some baby steps or the steps or how you can change it at that point? Well, here's the challenge. Everything that we're thinking about that is negative is always including the words don't, not, and no. Write those down. If you're, if you're taking notes, draw a circle the size of a golf ball, write the words don't, not, and no. So, so let's have a conversation here. When, I, when I'm complaining, am I using one of those words? I said, oh, I don't want to be rejected at the meeting. Am I using one of those words when I'm complaining? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm using the word, I don't, want, I don't want to be rejected. I don't want the bomb on the interview. How about when I'm saying, when I'm worrying? I'm worrying about, so I said, oh, I hope this doesn't, I hope this does not happen. When I'm worrying, am I using the word don't, not, and no? Yes. When I'm complaining, I'm using the word don't, not, and no. When I'm talking about what I don't want, I'm using the word don't, not, and no. And every time I use these words, I'm now giving attention to something I don't want. Oh, I don't want the, I don't want the job interview to go crazy. But, you know, my little joke about, you know, when the interview it starts in the car on the way there. The interview is what manifests. You know, I know people are getting interviewed by Zoom, but imagine uh, people going to, you know, taking the train or the bus or driving to, what do they tell themselves? Oh, I don't want to be nervous. I don't want to talk too fast. I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to have sweaty hands. I don't want to get all muffled and fuffled around the question. I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want that. While you're in the car, you're painting the picture of what you don't want. And then law of attraction is unfolding. So all of that happens at the meeting. And then on the way home, we say this. That's exactly what I said I didn't want. So I've been saying all week I did not want that to happen. If you got it, you had to have sent the vibration that created it, period. So the simplest uh, medicine or recipe to change your negative things is uh, get those words out of your vocabulary. Well, that's, that's, yeah, that would be the goal, but that's a challenge. But I, have, I do have, a, I do have a, re- a sentence to use, right? Every time you use the word don't, not, and no, write this next sentence down. It's, so what do I want? You know, this sentence here will cause you to change the word. Say, for example, when I said, The I want my clients to cancel. So what do I want? Yes. Oh, I want my clients to keep their appointment. Oh, I don't want to be nervous at the interview. Oh, so what do I want? Oh, okay, thanks for you're, you're thanking your 
here's what I'd like. I'd really like to be articulate at the interview and have a good hand. What I'd like. But here's what here's what happens. You can only have one thought at a time. So you're either thinking about all the things that you don't want to have happen at the interview or at the job sales or at the date. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you talk about what you do want, the words change. And now you're giving attention to what you do want. You can only have one thought at a time. That means you can only have one vibration at a time. And law of attraction will be eavesdropping on your new vibration that's giving attention to what it wants. Yeah, people that, you know, people always tell people, oh, you got to be more positive. They don't tell them how. How do, you, how do you be more positive? Think of happy puppies? No. That doesn't get rid of the, the, the way to get rid of the negative vibe is to be conscious and say, so what do I want? This should be the most important sentence people are hearing. So what do I want? Even little things when you say, don't forget. They go, oh, so what do I want? And they say, remember. It's like, oh, that felt different, right? Instead of saying, don't forget about our meeting. What if you said, remember, we're meeting tomorrow. Just that slight little change. Or maybe you have kids and you'll say, um, don't, don't spill your milk. Well, what did I give attention to? And now I would say, so what do I want? I would say, drink your milk carefully. Don't beat up your brother. What do I want? Play nice. So I want to be in everybody's head. I want everyone to hear the words don't, not, and no. And as soon as you hear them, say, so what do I want? That resets the thought. And when the thoughts change, the vibration changes, and you can only have one vibration at a time. It's great to hear. That's uh, I think that's, that's, that's yeah, that's great news. It's good to hear, right? I can yeah. only have one. Okay, which one's it going to be? Yes, and it makes it more simpler than people think. And I think always the solution is also more simple. But to put it in action, sometimes need what you tell. A lot of people were telling, uh, looking at the secret at the start, and, it's, and indeed there were no, okay, the, the how-to, it, it was lacking. And it, yeah. it made people enthusiastic, and they kept on, I want this, I want those. But, uh, yeah, the problem was the, the action didn't show. Uh, That's right. But it was good. It was good for the world because until then, you know, my book was out for three years. I, I sold a lot. I might have sold like a quarter of a million copies. It was the only book with the word law of attraction in the title. And then once the secret came out, then it was pub- my book was published in 37 languages. Thank you, secret. Mm-hmm. Right. But it got the world onto it where, you know, and, you know, Oprah was interviewing them, the people from the secret on her show. Right. And I'm in a hotel in Vancouver watching the show. I was going to a seminar. Um, so I had gone to Amazon. My book was like 175 on Amazon. That's good if you're a self-published author, right? I live on a little island on the west coast of Canada, and my self-published book is 175. That's to me that was a big deal, and I knew that the people from the Oprah show, or sorry, from the Secret, were going to be on Oprah. It was a big deal. The Secret had been out for a few years, so uh, and they always called it the Secret, the Secret, the Secret. But on Oprah's show, Oprah kept using the word Law of Attraction. So people weren't typing in law of attraction. (laughs) Sorry, they weren't typing in the secret. They were typing in law of attraction. And my book went from 176 
to number three. And it stayed there for two months. The book, um, The Secret, was ahead of me and Harry Potter and Michael Loge, who lives on an island in the West, a self-published author. Only because, yeah, and again, there wasn't a lot of books with the word law of attraction. So people were typing it in. Hello, Michael Loge's book came up. So thank you, Oprah. Thank you, Secret. <laughs> yeah, you know. so it's really great to hear that, man. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I knew I made it when my book was in Costco. Okay, if your book is in Costco, you've made some kind of mainstream. But okay. yeah, and, and what inspired you to write the book Law of Attraction? Which well, I'm uh, sure are writers? Well, no, I'm not a writer. I, you know, I, I have four books in my house. Three of them are mine, and another one's on the Emotion Code. So I have zero books. I've read ten books in thirty years. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even call myself a writer. People call me a writer and I, I cringe. I'm not a writer. But you know what I'm good at? I'm a program designer. So I know how to design seminars. I know how to I know how to train people. And all three of my books have one common denominator. They were seminars first oh. that were delivered hundreds and hundreds of times. My book is 19 years old. And I've never had to add one or make any changes to it in 19 years. Why? Because I did the seminar for two years. My other book, Law of Connection, I did that for two years. Law of uh, my, Your Life Purpose. I remember I was in Southeast Asia on a tour with my team. We were from Kuala Lumpur. And we were traveling all over the country. And I was talking about writing this book. And they were excited about it and asked me all kinds of questions. And then we were looking at our, our itinerary and we were going to Hong, we went to Hong Kong for a couple of days. And the host said, we have the meeting room for the whole day and the seminar we were doing for a half day. So my, my sponsor said, do you want to do a seminar on your life purpose? So I said, okay. So it was the first time I did one and I was walking, this is why you do it. So I'm walking around the room and I'm, I'm peeking over people's shoulders and I'm curious about what they some people were circling something and other people were drawing them and the reason why because I didn't tell them what to do so it was really helpful just watching how people answer the questions getting people's feedback so uh, my point here is that they're all seminars first and all of them teach to all four learning styles so if you're a visual student you'll like it if you're an auditory student and words are important you'll like it If you're a kinesthetic person and you'd like to take notes and write stuff down, you'll like it. And if you're a thinker who likes checkoff lists and bulleted lists, you'll like it. And my publisher came to me after the success of, well, I, I self-published for six years, and then I sold it to 37 countries, including USA, the English rights. And they came to me and say, this is odd, but people are liking the way you wrote your book. <laughs> you know, they like the content, but everyone's saying, oh, and I love your writing style. And they said, we're not used to that. People just say they love the book, and you know, but hardly anybody talks about that your style. And they say, we like it too. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm using uh, learning, you know, accelerated learning techniques. I'm using techniques to help accelerate the learning. And they said, can you write about that? And I said, I can write about that. What they didn't know, that I, it was already a seminar that I was delivering for years. So I just had to take my seminar program. And I think I spent maybe 
it did it fast, maybe a month. And I turned my seminar into a book. I added characters and case studies and, and boom, that's how that book was birthed. I wasn't planning on writing another one, but, uh, so that's really built up from the, the practice, not the theory, but really it was the law of attraction in action from the that's start. Right. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't invent law of attraction and nobody owns the name, but it is, you know, it's called a universal law. So nobody owns it, nobody created it, nobody invented it. Again, I have a document, 1906, 1913, they reference it. So it just was really underground. This is really buried in underground. And then it started to pop itself up with uh, groups like Abraham Hicks and Wayne Dyer mentioned it. And other people start to just pop the word. I remember the first time I read it, it said, wow, attraction. I thought, oh, I like that. And I thought, attraction. And, you know, this was 30 years ago. We didn't use those words, right? It's just, it was so out of our vocabulary. Uh, so, and some people, uh, I mean, everyone's already experiencing it, Right. If you use the word coincidence, if you say, hey, this is such a coincidence, I was just thinking about you. Well, that's law of attraction. Yes. Or when you say it was coincidental or synchronicity or serendipity or fate or karma or meant to be or everything fell into place. If you use any of those words, you're describing evidence of law of attraction. Yes, and I know that because I, I'm used to play to uh, use other, a, a parking angel for my car. When there's no space, I always uh, find a space by ordering a, a, spa, a space for my car. There's the simple things where you can start with, for instance. Yeah. Well, the speed at which you'll attract any of those things isn't determined how much you summon the request. It's how much doubt you have in receiving it. That's- so doubt how much doubt or disbelief so when you say when you say you're assigning it to a parking angel there's no such thing as a parking angel but it's your vibration and your doubtlessness right it's in other words oh i always get a great parking space universe always does that for me that's what created the parking space for you you know i live downtown victoria in the city i'm surrounded by world-class hotels i'm saying that to say it's hard to park when you come to my house. So and I, I, I have two friends, literally. One lives about maybe two, two kilometers from me. So I said, hey, why don't you come hang out? And you know what he says? Oh, I hate going to your place. I mean, he loves my place, but he said, parking's horrible. I have to drive around and around, and there's no parking. It goes on and on and on. So I'm waiting for him, and he texts me. He says, I'm outside your apartment. And I look out, and he's waving. He goes, I'm going home. So, and then I have another friend, he lives an hour away. I live on a small island. He lives near the top of the island. And he says, hey, um, I'm, I feel like coming down for dinner tonight. He says, I want that parking spot, that secret parking spot beside your, your condo. And I said, okay, we'll send the vibe. He gets here and he texts me with the picture of it. He says, hey, it was empty. I'm not even kidding. So what, what, he created that vibration when he left the house. And my other friend created the traffic problem when he left his house. Now, I was recently interviewed on um, a golf, um, a podcast show for a golfer, golf pro. So he says, well, what does law of attraction have to do with golf? And I said this, the golf game starts in the car. Right. What do they tell themselves on the way to the golf course? (laughs) 
oh, I hope I don't muff it up today. I hope I don't lose my concentration. I, I hope I don't get they're planting one seed after another's. I hope I don't get ticked off when somebody bothers me. I hope I don't get like hoping for something not to happen is giving it attention. So whatever shows up at your golf game or on that date or on the job interview, it's matching the vibration that you are sending about it. That's great. Yeah, so I think it's all about thoughts. Thoughts and thoughts also, the action which leads from that. Well, the thoughts cause the vibration. You know, people say thoughts create things. Well, there is a step in there. The thought creates a vibration. But not all positive thoughts cause positive vibrations. For example, the positive affirmation. Do you know most positive affirmations send a negative vibration? Oh, no, I didn't know. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about that. You know, in my book, there's a picture of a chubby guy in the bathroom mirror. That's me. And on my bathroom mirror, there's a little affirmation, and it says... I have a happy, slender body. That's positive, right? Yes. It's an after. Yes, it's positive. It's in the current tense. It's about, I have a happy, slender body. So the picture of the chubby guy, which is me, standing in the bathroom mirror with a big belly. What do you think I'm thinking when I read that? <laughs> yes. Well, no, you don't. Look how big you are. You're bigger than you were last year. And all of a sudden, the positive affirmation has reached my thoughts and my thoughts take over and they say well that's not true look how big you are you're bigger than you were last year and now that one negative thought is finding another one and now there's two and now there's three and now i'm all depressed because i'm overweight isn't that ironic isn't it ironic that a positive affirmation sends a negative vibration my friend that i told you about i go to his house he's got an office he's got these little signs he's laminated them he's put them in a little frame here's what they say my customer base is overflowing. That's a positive affirmation, right? Yes. Next one. My bank account's overflowing. I'm looking at all the stuff and business is booming. Business is coming to me daily. So I asked him about those. And you know what he says? I can't even look at those. They just depress me. So imagine looking at a sign that says business is booming. That's a positive affirmation. It hits your brain and your brain says, well, that's what I want, but it's not booming. Oh my God, I'm in so much trouble. And that negative thought. And before you know it, you stop thinking of business is booming and you start realizing it's not booming. You see, affirmations tell us, well, first, we're only affirming because we don't have it, right? I don't give an affirmation if I have it. I declare it. You know, my, you know, my business is booming. That's not an affirmation to me. That's a declarative statement. But affirmations are always something that we don't have. And when we say we have it and we don't have it, our brain's smart enough. Well, you don't really have that. So here's how to correct that. This is the correction sentence. I'm in the process of attracting blank. So for me. Attracting, Okay. I, I can't say this. I can't say, I have a happy, slender body. As soon as I say that, I can just hear my whole brain just fighting. And But but I can say this. I'm in the process of attracting a happier, slender body. And you know what my little voice says? Yes, you are. 
You've been going to the gym twice a week for two years. You're drinking more water. You're doing this. And now I'm having, I'm still maintaining this vibration that I'm in the process. And people said, well, aren't you always going to be in the process? Yes. Because when you say I'm attracting ideal clients and then you get that, then what? Then you want more. You're always in the process. It's an unfoldment of all the things that you want. So that's what the, the missing uh, link in, in statements and in, uh, in saying it to yourself, especially when you still don't have it. I'm, uh, I, I am the process of. Yeah. Well, you know, the affirmation business is a billion dollar industry. There's yes. decks of cards, there's games, there's everything. I remember once somebody sent me a deck of, of affirmation cards. I don't use them. I never use them. And the first one, remember, my vibrational meter, which is my feelings, respond to whatever I give attention to. So here's the first card. All my family relationships are harmonious. And here's my vibrational meter reader. <laughs> That was not true for me. Here's another one. I love my body. <laughs> oh, here's the third card. I love my neighbors in my neighborhood. <laughs> so if none of those are, now, you know when they are true? You know, a supermodel, you know, somebody thin, they probably don't have on their bathroom mirror, I have a happy center body, right? You know, when I traveled the world, I would use a Jim Carrey reference because everybody knows him. You know, yes, he's a, yes, yes. He's, I'm Canadian. He's Canadian. He's a tall, skinny Canadian. I'm a short, chubby Canadian. So I'd say, imagine Jim and I on stage and both of us open an envelope and we read the same sentence. And above us, we have vibrational meter readers, The exact same sentence. I'm going to read mine. I have a happy, slender body. Look at my meter. Jim Carrey reads his. I have a happy, slender body. Ding, 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 ding. Are you understanding my point here? The exact same sentence. So what might be a positive declarative affirmation to somebody else, does that not mean it's for you? So if you're one of those people that have been using affirmations and it sounds like BS and you, you think, oh, this is crazy, I don't believe this, this is stupid, and it's because you already knew that you weren't giving attention. It didn't feel good. Oh, but you know what some people say? Say it a thousand times. <laughs> it doesn't feel oh, here's, here's my favorite. Say it in the mirror. <laughs> You think I need to go to the mirror and say, I have a happy, slender body? Think that's going to make me feel any better? <laughs> so that's why most people don't like affirmations. And again, uh, write this down. I'm in the process, I'll even expand it. I'm in the process of attracting and allowing my ideal blank. I'm in the process of attracting and allowing my ideal client. I'm in the process of attracting and allowing my ideal date, my ideal vacation. I'm in the process of attracting... Over and over, that's the sentence. And in my book, I teach you how to figure that out. Like, what do I want? And, you know, you got to figure that out. You know, you don't call the pizza place and say, hey, I'd like to order a pizza. Here's all the things that I don't want on it, right? So when you're using law of attraction, you've got to figure out what you want first, then give it attention. That's a really great. Uh, that, that's the, the, miss, the missing word. I'm in the process of... 
And yeah. because indeed what you tell uh, for me, I'm I'm Dutch, and you know Dutch people are very uh, strict. They they say uh, do act normal, then you are weird enough. Do the mouth do you no? So that's the Dutch, and they are very uh, yeah, like Americans. They are very uh, hyper. In the days Dutch say ah, act normal, then you, you then you are weird enough. And this, when I get uh, also those affirmations, and I stand in the mirror, I, I've done that, and I also have to lose some weight, and I, I tell myself in the mirror, and it says, my background goes, yeah, you're telling, you, you're nuts. You, 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 this doesn't, this isn't going to work, because you don't believe it in the subconscious. Well, try this new technique, and then, you know, then when you say it, a little voice says, you know what, you are. You are in the process of building your business, or you know, attracting more clients or customers or you're in the process of attracting your ideal job because you have to find something. Well, I am. I, you know, I did this yesterday. I got a contact yesterday. I made a phone call. Mm-hmm. And, and, and now you have you no, no, you did write the, the, the law of connection. There's a sequel on, on the law of attraction. No, it's not oh, about it's law of attraction. No, it's yeah. different. It teaches the law of, my publisher made up the name law of connection, but the premise of the book is that once we break rapport with somebody, it rarely can be repaired, right? In other words, once you somebody off, it's hard to, that little, that little edges between you and that other person. So this book talks about the four styles, the way people like to be taught mm-hmm. or the way people like to receive information. And when you can identify how they like to receive information and that's how you deliver it, then you stay in rapport. So like it's like a communication model. Uh, That's right. In other words, the visual person needs to be shown something. Hey, say, let, let me show you my idea. So they like to see it. The auditory person doesn't want to see it ever. <clears throat> they would say, tell me, tell me all about it, right? Because of the ears. And the kinesthetic person would want to, to look at with you together. They want to talk about it and discuss it together because that's their style. They're very kinesthetic. They're touchy feelings. And then the thinker, the other style, very similar. They would want to think about that. Let me think about this. Let me give time to think about that. Uh, and then when, and again, my publisher knew that my first book did that. I have pictures and cartoons. I have checkoff lists. I have worksheets. I have blank worksheets, finished worksheets. I got characters in all of the books. It's not just all text. Every style says, oh, I like the way you wrote your book, meaning I like how you wrote the book for my style, but there's really four that they liked it because um, they could learn the way they like to learn. Yes, that's that's really a lot of people don't understand that's when it's only reading, uh, especially the kids. The kids are very visible when they start. They, they or a lot of lecturers, people. you know, even yes. the thought of going to a lecture. Oh, so hey, do you want to go to a lecture? You know what I would say? No. But if you said, do you want to go to a training seminar? Yes. The thought of somebody leaning on a podium to lecture. But you know who loves that? The auditory people. They could sit there with their eyes closed and enjoy every word. The other styles can't wait to get out. So, So a good trainer would make sure that everybody, all the styles are engaged, like me. I engage when I do a seminar. I'm engaging everybody every 30 seconds. Say yes if you love that. Okay, good. Yes, is this everybody understanding here? Raising my everybody understanding. Good. Is this making sense? Show me your hands. Okay, good. 
like, like boom, every now and then people are just raising hands and yelling and people are very active and it keeps them, it makes it go fast. They can retain information. And for adults, it's fun. Nobody's making a grocery list when they're at my seminars because <laughs> I'm tapping into every stuff. And my other secret is that I use worksheets. So when you've got a, a 10 page worksheet in front of you and you're not filling it in and everybody else around you is, you'll feel pressured. You know, I better do. I've had people, I've had husband and wives come and the husband said, I'm not doing that. Within three minutes, the husband said, can, someone, can I get a worksheet? Because <laughs> they're doing nothing and everybody else around them is engaging. You know, everybody, they can see the left side, the people in front, they're flipping pages and they're sitting there thinking, this is going to be a long three hour seminar. Can I have a worksheet, please? <laughs> and every time they do that, I always say this, okay, what other husbands didn't get one that wants one? And some of them will put their hand up. It's always the husbands, not, not just men, but husbands specifically. Because yeah. sometimes the, the female partner of that group will drag them there. That's what they say, but they love it. And boy, and, and there are the people who say, can you say number three again? You know, they're, now they're raising their hand, asking questions. It's very funny. But why? Because everybody trusted me. I didn't get people to answer uncomfortable. The questions I get them to answer are yes. Say yes if you're having fun. Yes. Say yes if you're learning. Yes. So they don't have to say anything vulnerable. They don't have to stand up and say, hey, my name's Bob and my life is falling apart. They don't need to do that. But the more you can get people to release an answer and release an answer, it breaks their state and the trust gets really high. And then I'll, I'll, I'll say something like, yeah, so um, so law of attraction has a two-word job description. And I would say, how many word job description is that? They would say two. And I would say, what are they? And they would just bang the answers in. That's very fun, especially when there's thousands of people in the audience. When I was in Kuala Lumpur, that was very typical there, like big auditoriums and workplaces, you know, big head offices. They have massive training environments. And that was fun. They weren't used to me. Okay. And they and they would always say the host would I would say you know what we're you know some people would think I was American I would say no I'm Canadian I've got a shy energy and they would say well in Malaysia they're shyer than you and they are for about the first ten minutes but you know what once people trusted me they were safe to yell out answers and clap and stand up and I loved all that oh we had a great environment. But they always. Now I remember going to churches <laughs> when I was first been on my speaking in spiritual centers, and I get people to yell out answers. They weren't used to that either, right? Okay. I I grew up Catholic. You didn't say nothing if even if you were choking on food. You didn't say anything. And I'm getting people to shout, "Who else? Up back there? What's your answer? Who else?" And they're like, "Oh, we're not used to this." I said, "Well, welcome to my world." But you know what? Everybody got everybody got the message, and they got the learning, and they got the tools. And they left really understanding law of attraction. And that's always my goal. Really great. I love that. So since I'm a, also a, a speaker, and uh, but uh, not in this phase which you are, but I think you get, you get the lessons, of course. You have to entertain your audience. You have to let them participate. And this is yeah. reflecting that, that you need to do that. You, they, uh, they become a part of the uh, of, of the of, of the uh, of your show of if, it's the, the most they have to do the most of the work yeah yeah and i always had my seminar by you know i could have a hundred people in the audience and i would always say and and, and notice the styles in the question so i look on the audience and i would say i'd like to hear from 10 people 
what's something that you heard today that resonated with you? Or what did you see that you liked? What made sense? What got you excited? 10 people, who's going to go first? And literally 30 and 40 people are and I And I hear from them all. Right here, next. Okay. And when they tell you everything they liked, they're summarizing the entire seminar so you don't have to do it. So, oh, yes, I like that too. And I forgot about that, that you said that two hours ago. So the room will birth a real quickie thing. And then other people say, oh, I like that too. Yeah. And you know what? You just have to sit back and do this. Who's next? Who's next? Next. Go ahead. Go ahead. And you don't have to, I don't have to reply to it. I just, and they're all given the, the recap. We, we are approaching uh, our end. I could try to talk hours with you. I, lo- I love your style. <laughs> and <laughs> I want to know even more and more. I'm, let's try to sponge, you know, <laughs> got to know. And I think my audience will do. But yes. it starts to your, your, your last book, your, your life purpose. I want to end with yeah. that. Uh, uh, what did, did you decide to, uh, of course, you were asked to, to, to write something about it? Yes, I wasn't asked for the third book, okay. but. I was helping a lot of my friends, you know, I'd go to a coffee shop and, you know, we, um, you know, we're having a conversation and, you know, they're kind of practicing law of attraction and they don't really know what they want to attract, even though they could. So, and then when I understood about the four styles, there is a direct relationship between the styles and what fulfills that style. Right. So I'd meet with my friends in coffee shop, we'd have a conversation and then I would build a list over the, and I would say, so, what if, you, what if you could get these needs met, for example? What if you could get your autonomy needs met? And what if you can get your freedom need? And, and you know, in, in my book, Your Life Purpose, I start off with a list of 30 needs, you know, everything from attention to acknowledgement. So I would show my friend, I would say, what if you got, and they would light up and they would say, that would be the best job ever. And then I would say to them, can you think of a job where, you, where this was present, where you had freedom, where you had autonomy, where you had these four or five things? And they would say, yes, I remember it clearly. And they would go back to that job. And when all these needs were present, they were fulfilled. So here's the other test I would say. Um, can you tell me a job where these needs were not met? And they would say, yes, I can. And they would say, I was bored and I quit. So the notion about fulfillment, and my book is called Your Life Purpose. And the model that I'm using, my own model, is that the purpose in life is to feel good. The purpose in life is joy. So the real question is, well, what brings me joy? And the real question is, what fulfills me? So if you can identify what fulfills you and then build strategies to get fulfilled, guess what? Then you're in joy. And that's why fulfillment's more important than money, right? Because people people will take a job because of the money and they can't wait to get home and they're miserable. They're not fulfilled. Yeah. So get fulfilled first and money will follow. That's that's a great way to end this. Yeah. So uh, a last tip maybe for the, the my audience. Uh, no, it, my, my show is called The Magic Mindset Mentor. Give it, can you give them a tip how to create their own magic? Let's start. Well, the magic is knowing that you have the ability to reset your vibe. That, I mean, what, what a power that is to be able to change your vibe 
And when your vibe changes, your results change. So again, today we talked about changing your vibe by changing the words that you're complaining and worrying about. When the words change, your vibe change, your vibe changes, your results will change. Great. Now, thank you, Michael, for being a guest on my show. I, I, I'm going to end this for the audience now at the moment. So that's uh, really, yeah, I think they get a lot of value with this uh, today. So thank you. You're welcome. That was good and fun. 